Welcome to the Business Exchange Podcast, where we equip buyers and sellers of businesses to maximize income, minimize heartache, and change the trajectory of their financial future. Now here are your hosts, Mike Hall and Steve Wright. Welcome everyone out there in podcast land. My name is Mike Hall and I'm here with Steve Wright and we would like to welcome you to the Business Exchange Podcast. Today's episode is entitled Just Between You and Me. In this episode, we will be talking about how to market a business confidentially and why that's important. Steve, the listeners won't know this, but you and I are both fascinated by many things, not the least of which is classic country music. (laughs) Can you tell our listeners who one of your favorite classic country artists is? Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I have... Narrow it down, man. I have a lot. So, I, I would say if I had to just, you know, go with one, I would have to go with my all time favorite would be Hank Williams Sr., I don't, I don't know why, but I love listening to old Hank Sr. songs. You can't go wrong. He is, he's like, you know, I, I don't know. I've never looked at an actual ranking of classic country music artists, but he'd have to be in the top three. Well, yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, you know, he died when he was 29 years old and he had like, you know, countless, countless number one. And so you, you, if you try to compare him to like a Johnny Cash who had 50 years in the industry, it's kind of not fair. Right. But, you know, the one little known fact about Hank Williams Sr. was the fact that he wrote all of the songs that he was singing. And so, mm-hmm. and then another interesting fact is he, he was a bit of a, uh, what, what's the word, rebel rouser. <laughs> and so he, you know, he wasn't squeaky clean and so back then a lot of the uh country music mu- or musicians they would also um sing a lot of gospel music christian right. music and because right. he was such a wild man um he couldn't go by his uh n- name his common name and so he had a, an alias called luke the drifter so if right an, so if you ever do an internet search for luke the drifter there's this guy nobody knows who he was that sings all of these gospel music that science sounds <laughs> unrealistically a lot like Hank Williams. Singer. Wow. How yeah, about that you? Guy sounds your... just like Hank. Yeah. How about you? Who, who's one of your favorites? Um, you know, I really have to go with Patsy Cline. Um, not only was she a gifted singer, but man, she was a looker. She was very attractive. She's a very sophisticated yeah, lady with lots lady. of class. Um, and you know, they just don't make them like that these days. I almost compare her to like, if, uh, uh, country music had a Jackie O like JFK's wife, it would be Patsy Cline. She was just that, (laughs) she was just that elegant, man. She could sing, she could sing the, the, you know, the heartbreaking, sad country music, but do it with such class. So what, now what's her, what's the number one song for her that you. Probably crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's a classic. That Patsy Cline's my dad's favorite. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, she's the kind of country singer that if you're having trouble sleeping at night, she has such a, a smooth, sweet voice. She could just like sing you to sleep with her music. It's amazing. All right. Well, we could spend lots of time talking about country music, um, and we do from time to time off off the air. But let's give the folks uh, what they're really looking for, and that's business insight. So, Steve, 
confidentiality. Why is it important in marketing and selling businesses? Yeah, so that's a great question, and here's the simple answer. So, you know, if you get ready to sell a house, you want everybody to know. You put, you know, you put the information out on uh, social media. If you can, you put a big sign out in your front yard. I mean, you, you want every single person to know. And unlike real estate, when somebody gets ready to sell a business, they don't want anybody to know. They do mm-hmm. not want their employees to know. They don't want their customers to know. They do not want their vendors, landlords. They certainly do not want their competitors to know. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's very confidential. It's very private. And, um, you know, that's just the way that business sales go. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, when we get ready to list and sell a business, because that's what we do, we're business brokers, we want these businesses to be firing on all cylinders, right? We want them to be going strong and we want those business owners to have their foot on the gas as if they're going to be running it for the next 50 years, even if it's listed to sell and hopefully we'll sell within maybe six months or so. Um, But the last thing that we need is for word to get out that a business is up for sale that weakens its market position and makes it vulnerable, vulnerable to the competition, which is something you just alluded to. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you just think about selling a business, you, if I'm going to buy a business, I, I, want the, I want the business to be as healthy as it possibly can be when I buy it. Mm-hmm. And so what we bring to the table is we are able to stay focused on marketing, answering questions, vetting buyers, so that that business owner can focus on one thing, and that's continuing to grow his business, which is really important, right? Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. a little saying in business brokerage that world that uh, kind of it's kind of an inside and says you know a, a business is valued all the way up to the closing table, mm-hmm. and so we really want you know your business to continue to grow. And so the other thing that we bring to the table is just a massive market exposure, mm-hmm. and so you know if if a local business owner said they wanted to sell their business on their own, you know, they may check with their employees, some family members, and maybe some business uh, acquaintances that they've met through the years. But when we uh, open up a business to sell, uh, we literally are able to market not just nationally but internationally. And a great example right now is the pool company that we have that we're selling. Um, you know, we listed it not too long ago. And the person who's buying that business is a gentleman uh, from Canada Mm -hmm. uh, that found this listing. And Mm -hmm. the business owner could not be more excited about who he's selling his business to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and and we have a we have a process. Right. So that's what enables us to ensure the confidentiality while still marketing to untold thousands and thousands of people. Right. Right. When we list a business for sale, we are very discreet about how we we write and publish our listings, right? So we're careful about what we put in those listings, and we're careful about what we keep out, right? First of all, we never put in an address or a name. That is a lesson I learned the hard way in my very early days as a business broker where I had to, I learned a lesson about, I didn't put in the address or name, but um, I didn't take into account that I needed to be very, very generic in how I wrote that listing. And so 
uh, that came back to bite me. But that's a, a lesson that I learned very early on, and it's a time-honored principle in how we write listings, right? Yeah. So we'll generally state um, which county it's in, generally speaking, um, unless it is such a unique business that by naming the industry that it's in and the county that it's in, it would give it away, in which case we sometimes may say central North Carolina or sometimes mm -hmm. just North Carolina, or if it's even right. that distinct, we may say the Southeast, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the one of the things that you have kind of as a, a backup is, you know, after you write the marketing strategy, you know, we're, we're in constant communication with the business owner, right? So we're not just over here doing things on their behalf and then pushing it out. And so what we do is we say, hey, look, this is what we're thinking about doing. This is the description that we're thinking about using. Help us uh, tighten this up and help us shape it in a way that, you know, keeps that general marketing uh, on the forefront. Right. So, uh, you know, we I like to there's an old analogy about uh, sermons I like to use to describe our our listing descriptions. You know, we have to make them interesting enough to entice a buyer, but generic enough not to let them know too much information. So the old analogy about Sunday sermons are, you know, you it some Sunday sermons are like women lady skirts. They have to be long enough to cover the subject, but short enough to keep it interesting, right? <laughs> All right. So I've never I've never heard that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna file that one away and use it sometime. Right. Well, that's my, I, I, that's gonna, my rule I'm, of thumb. Yeah. I'm going to share it with my pastor. He, he needs to keep his short enough uh, to keep it interesting. <laughs> so right. yeah, that, so, you know, Mike, one of the, you know, one of the things, you know, confidentiality is, is always important. And so, you know, one of the things that we have in place is an NDA, which is obviously a non-disclosure disclosure agreement. So when someone submits an inquiry, let's say a buyer for a particular business, the thing that we always do is we ask them to sign an enforceable NDA and they have to sign it before we can give them the business name, business finances, you know, anything about the business. So that NDA is another level of protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Steve, just a quick question about the NDA. Is that NDA specific to a business or is that like a blanket if an inquiry, you know, someone submits an inquiry, I say, I want to buy a business, but they don't yeah, name a specific a business. So we, a lot of times we have business buyers who, you know, come to us and they say, Hey, I've already signed an NDA with your, um, with, you know, with you locally. And so, um, you know, your firm already has an NDA on me. And mm -hmm. we always tell them the same thing, right? I mean, I'm glad that you signed, but the NDA for that specific business, but uh, an NDA is not blanket over all of the businesses. They actually have to sign a different NDA for every business that they want information on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the, and the simple reason is an NDA is a legally enforceable document. So if the con if the stipulations of that NDA, which are there in black and white for everybody to see before they sign it, if those stipulations are in any way breached, there are legal remedies for how to handle that. So it's a legal document, and so it's meant to um, protect our ourselves. Yeah, yeah. If, and if you read an NDA, especially ours, we, you know, we like to say, I, I use the old line of there's enough shark's teeth in it 
to scare off most people. Mm-hmm. And so once you read the NDA, uh, you, you're, you're very hesitant about sharing any information. And, you know, that's something that we constantly through emails, hey, remember you signed an NDA on this business. And we say that, we email that, we, you know, it, it constantly. So, you know, and, you know, knock on wood, we've not had anybody violate that at this point. And so um, it, it, it works perfectly. Mm. So, uh, you know, having that NDA in place, um, we, you know, we have that for the purpose of, keeping everything confidential, right? And so someone, a a prospective buyer who submits an inquiry, um, uh, you know, if they they want to find out information about the the business listing that they're inquiring about, they're required to sign an NDA. And we do that, of course, uh, for the protection of our sellers. But also, um, you know, we also use that as a means for kind of, I guess, vetting or fleshing out who's serious and who's not, right? So we want to know if that buyer um, is a good fit for a business that they're inquiring about or if they're just kicking in the tires or fishing for information. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we also have um, the other ways of, of, of vetting them, like our buyer profile. So the buyer profile that we require along with the NDA not only so they sign the NDA and that obligates them not to reveal with what we sh- share with them, but right. the the buyer profile also reveals some very interesting information as well. How useful is that information, Steve? Yeah, so you know there, there's a lot of information going back and forth. And for example, if somebody says, "Well, you know, I don't want to fill out a buyer profile because I don't want you to um, share any of my financial. I, I don't want anybody to have my financial." Uh, information and when we always respond and say look you know you're ask you're about to ask for someone to share three years worth of their financial data and so for you not to have that on the table to see that you're financially vetted and qualified for this and and you know most people have bought real estate I mean they they've bought a home so they they understand pre-approval processes and things like that so it really isn't your serious buyers that ever have any issues. In fact, most of them will say, hey, I'm interested in this business. Would you send me a buyer profile and NDA for me to sign? They, mm-hmm. they already know, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, financial security, Mike, and stability of our sellers, is, it's all always absolutely paramount. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we build trust and confidence through dotting our I's and crossing our T's and that, and quite honestly, that's why for over 30, for over 40 years, you know, we have a track record and have sold over 10,000 businesses. Yeah. Wow. And you don't, you don't get that kind of a track record without having these time honored, uh, principles and processes in place to make sure that that transaction goes smoothly. So, If you would like to learn more about how we can confidentially market your business, feel free to give us a call. Our number is 919-424-1927. You can visit our website at www.tworld.com slash Raleigh, or you can email us at mhall, that's M-H-A-L-L, at tworld.com. That number again is 919-424-1927. Well, that's it for this episode, folks. Thanks for taking the time to expand your knowledge of how businesses get bought and sold. 
Please be sure to check back with us in a couple of weeks when we will be discussing executive summaries and the crucial role that they play in marketing businesses. Until then, this is Mike Hall signing off for Steve Wright and the rest of the Business Exchange podcast team, reminding you to keep those books clean and our number handy.